Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. We know that this day is not easy for everyone. It's not something that we can all just participate in and just feel good about. And we want to be sensitive to that and also know that God is with you no matter what your childhood has been like, no matter what your present life is like, whether your kids, you know, have been respectful and honoring of you and maybe not, um, whether your mom was maybe absent in your life and, and maybe you just haven't even experienced motherhood and, and that's been maybe something that's been quite painful and difficult in your life and in your journey because of the way that things have gone so far. Whatever the situation and the circumstance, I want you to know that, that God always has a purpose. And even when we learn about things that we may not think this is for me, I want you to understand that Scripture doesn't work like that. When we study the Scriptures, it's all for you because everything that you learn for yourself, you also have the greatest opportunity in this world to be able to bless someone else with it. And so today, even if we talk about mothers and you may maybe just check out and disconnect from the topic, don't do that because you need to understand this because these principles are not just for you, they're for someone else. And more importantly, they can be for you at a phase and time in your life in which God may bring someone or something into your life at that specific moment in time where everything you're about to hear today is going to possibly even save your life. That was a joke, but, uh, <laughs> but you'd never know. Yeah. So I know that the scriptures have saved me and my marriage many times. This kind of wisdom has made it possible for me to be not only a better man, but a better husband and a better father, but also just a better person to be the person who supports and encourages my wife. I want to speak to you today about this topic that I think we can all connect and relate to no matter what. And that is cultivating gifts and talents. And I think one of the things that we sometimes underestimate is how important this is in the role of just motherhood. In fact, the Bible does speak a lot about this topic. And I wanted to focus and zero in on just three specific areas that I think can really speak to you about the role that God has given you, but also the person that you need to be, even if you haven't had that role in your life. How God can be this person in your life. And it's hard to talk about God as a mother, but God is seen as a mother in the scriptures in many instances. And we need to understand that God overall is spirit. And while we use the pronoun as he, and obviously we're talking about him as a father, we're also unsure of why we never ever talked about God in the context of motherhood. But Jesus himself, when he wept over Jerusalem, over a city that God had given him to be king over, and a future Jerusalem that would one day be ushered in, in the future, he says that he wanted to gather his people under 
his wings like a hen gathers her chicks. And this is Jesus speaking. But we don't like to talk about that because we, we don't want to see God in that context because it kind of disturbs us or bothers us. But we need to understand that, that God allowed Jesus to say something that was very much about motherhood in the context in which he's only seen as a powerful father and God in a patriarchal society. And that was intentional on his part. And so when we look in Proverbs in chapter 22, verse 6, it says that we are to start children off on the way that they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. And that's encouraging because sometimes we see our kids not interested, not caring about what role God is to have in their life. And I was actually one of those kids. So it's, it's, it's more shocking to me than it is to anyone else that I'm up here on this stage because no one would ever have figured that that would have been who I would become. Now, my grandmother prayed for that. My mom believed in that. But I resisted that for as long as I could because I didn't want that. But it didn't change the fact that what had been put in me and sowed into me, God was all along cultivating as were these women that were in my life. So that one day I would turn from my darkness to the light. And I need you to see that it can sometimes become overwhelming to do that kind of thing. And so we have to still be able to cultivate talents and purpose. And so one of the key things about this passage is that it says that we are to help a child in the way that it should go so that when they get old, they don't turn from it. And, and the idea here is not just speaking faith and scriptures and telling them about God and Jesus, but it's also about cultivating the very talents and the purpose of their life. And I remember that my mom and grandmother would often talk to me about my purpose. And they would talk about it in a way that I didn't want, but it was something that they had received as a revelation from God for my life. And I always said, I don't feel that's fair. I feel like I don't have a choice in this. I feel like what you've done is that you've predestined me in a way to, to an outcome that I'm very much not interested in. And often when we think about our talents and purpose, I feel like we can go sometimes our entire lives not understanding what any of those are. Isn't that true? It wasn't long ago that I was communicating with someone who's now in a different part of the country, and we were talking about um, assessments, like spiritual assessments and gifts assessments. Have you ever taken any spiritual assessments or done any kind of gifts assessments? Have you ever done any of those? And, and I would encourage you to do it because it's kind of like holding up a mirror in a way that the person that looks back at you, you uh, more often than not will not want to agree with. <laughs> it, sometimes what is being seen in those assessments is not what you want to be. It's not what you want to hear. It's not necessarily what you envision your life to be about. But it speaks 
profoundly about the way that you're answering. And what it does is that in different stages of your life, when you take these assessments, the answers do change because ultimately there is a shifting that takes place in, in our life in the different stages of life. And, and I've often talked to people about spiritual assessments. The Bible talks about so many spiritual gifts. And, and, they're, and they're found in, in, in the 12th chapters of like Romans and, and, and 1 Corinthians. And, and you can go through them and you can see that there are certain things that when it's described there, you kind of look at it and you say, well, what does this mean for me? Well, one of the things that we have to do is to be able to identify a person's talent, a purpose, and passion. I, I, as a father who loves sports, I, I put my kids in sports. I, I want them to be athletes, and I, wanted, I, I imagine that they would love it as much as I did. I, I thought for sure they would also inherit uh, you know, some of my uh, you know, just talent when it came to sports, because when I was a kid, I was really good at different things, and, and especially in sports, and I just thought that they would have that. And I had a son, his name was Josiah, and his name is still Josiah, I don't know why I said it like that. And, <laughs> and um, I brought him uh, with me, and, and I put him in soccer, and then you know, I gave him golf lessons, and I, I took him to tennis lessons, and put him in, I tra- tried everything, you know? And, and he just didn't really take to any of those things. It just wasn't what, what his thing was. And, and I remember that he was like, uh, you know, just geared towards technology, and, and then I started to notice that he was uh, really good at writing. And, and, I, and I stopped pushing you know, in sports and I started pushing in writing. And he would come to me and say, Dad, I, I want more time on the computer. And I'd say, it's, it's really good, but your mom and I, you know, we only want to give you so much time. And, and at the time, we had bought an Apple computer because at the time, the Apple computer could, would log you out. It would just log you out. And so the only way you could log back in was, was if the parent came along and then gave the kid more time. So five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. It was the best thing. And so he was always coming back. And so when he'd come back, I'd say, uh, and, and my wife would say, well, we want to cultivate your, your talent in writing. So why don't you go and write a story and then come back, we'll read it, and then we'll give you more time on the computer. And my son today is an excellent writer. He already was an excellent writer, but he is like an amazing writer. And, and part of that is, is because he was motivated by more computer time. <laughs> and not, not for writing. Does that make sense? So, and it's real, it's true, right? He didn't care about writing a short story. Um, he didn't want to do that. He wanted just more time on the computer to do what he was interested in. And I want you to understand that today, it's, it's, it's amazing to see how cultivating talent and, and purpose really has a key role in how we do things. And here's why. Because faith nurtures destiny. And I think that when we think about what it takes to have a person of faith in our household or to be a person of faith, I think that you need to understand that your destiny goes beyond the ordinary. Because your God is extraordinary, your destiny is also extraordinary. Because God does and creates only great things, then your life purpose is to do great things. 
But God wants you to understand this and for this to be cultivated in you. And some of us, we just never got that kind of an encouragement. Or we got the kind of encouragement where no matter how well we did, it just was never good enough. And sometimes we just found ourselves repeating those parents' voice in our lives and also in the lives of our own children. But God says, I want you to support their destiny through faith. And so start children off on the way that they should go so that they will not depart from it. And there in it lies this support throughout one's life. And I often encourage people that if they haven't been this way when their children were young, and you know better now, it is never too late for you to start. It is never too late for you to do this for someone else to be this person that you wish you would have had in your own life. Does that make sense? It's like you didn't have that, but God is putting someone in your life where they can have that through you. And it puts you in a position and an opportunity to be able to accomplish that in a way that you didn't see possible. Sometimes it isn't your kid, it's someone else's kid, but God brings that kid into your life so you can do the very thing that you wish that had been done with you. You can take this verse, this powerful promise from God and implement that in someone else's life. And it doesn't matter if you're married, doesn't matter if you're single, doesn't matter if that kid belongs to you and you just borrowed him from someone else's house. No, I'm just joking. You, you obviously can't do that, but you know what I mean. There's so many ways that we can support and, and volunteer and be involved in other people's lives. It could be a cousin. It could be a nephew, a niece. It could be someone that you get to cultivate that relationship with and encourage them on a spiritual journey that you yourself may not have had that same opportunity with. I want you to think about how mothers are also stewards of God's gifts. And the responsibility that God speaks of this is found in Proverbs chapter 1 in verse 8 and 9, and it says this, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction. And then it says, And do not forsake your mother's teaching, because they are a garland to grace your head, and they are a chain to adorn your neck. Isn't that beautiful? It's the teaching that you've received. When it speaks to you of your talent, when it speaks to you of your purpose, when it speaks to you of your destiny, when it speaks to you of faith that God has made promises. And what this passage reminds us of is that mothers are stewards of God's gifts, that their responsibility is to uncover, but also to help develop that potential. It's not just to speak to them of their destiny, but it's also to help them to develop their potential. And everything that we do is about giving the people in our life the opportunity to shine, to grow, to become more. And, and if people didn't do that in my life and they didn't do it in my wife's life, then, then we wouldn't have gotten to where we are today. We would never have been able to achieve what we achieved. And, and it was primarily because of faith of people of faith who invested in us and, and who took the time 
to help us to discern what it was that God had put in us in terms of potential. A lot of us today are, are thinking about, but what is my potential? I know that no one can discover their destiny and potential without understanding how that is tied in with our relationship with the Father. You know, at different times of life, we, we, we understand things differently, and God creates opportunities for us in moments of life that we never would have imagined would be what we would be doing today. You know, sometimes you study something and you imagine this is going to be your career. And you study it and then you end up out in life and, and all of a sudden it's, it's not even that what you're doing. Because as much as that information and that knowledge and even that degree could have possibly just done something in terms of providing direction, it really didn't speak to your purpose. You see, God has a way of going beyond all those things and, and redefining our purpose. And so sometimes we can put so much emphasis on education that we don't put enough emphasis and understanding on potential and purpose. We think that the only way that a person is going to succeed is going to be because of the classroom, because of the degree, and that's going to open up opportunities and and, and, and let's, let's be honest, there's a lot of educated people, uh, even in this country, who just are lost and, and don't know what their talent, potential, and even purpose is. They're still trying to figure out their destiny. And, and I'll, I'll tell you that when you live your purpose, and, and God helps bring people into your life to discover and uncover that purpose, here's what happens. Even when things have not fallen in place just yet, you still feel like you are empowered to go forward. That even though things are not as you had wished them or planned them or prayed for them, because God is with you, you know that your future is greater than anything that is in your past. And we have to teach that and instill that because in the story that we're talking about, the teaching that we sometimes don't have is that guidance towards divine purpose. And I want you to imagine that, that we may spend a lot of time emphasizing a lot of things. But if we're not spending more time emphasizing the divine and emphasizing our destiny, as seen and understood through the power and the presence of God, then whoever we are in this room, at whatever age, and whatever role we may have, we will never achieve the fullness of God's purpose because we are not doing this very thing. God is saying, do you want to live your life with divine purpose, well then here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to spend time talking about God. You know, we, we have a, a kids program here and we've taken incredible steps and strides and we're going to be adding worship as you heard um, today. I'm so proud of that. and so proud of our team. Isn't that exciting for our church and for our kids ministry?
But, but here's what I know. If I don't spend the majority of my day talking to my kids about God, the two hours on a Sunday is not what's going to give them the experience of God. We may not have the best program of any church in the city, but if I am not the best parent in teaching my kids about God, my kids are not going to know Jesus. Does that make sense? My son is 25, my daughter is 19, and they still come to church with me every single week. I never have to ask them to come. I never have to make it an issue, or it's never a problem in our household. It's not something that we ever have to discuss. They just want to do it. They want to be here. They want to serve. They want to help. They want to be a part of this because they love God. And the reason they love God is because their parents love God. And they taught them about God. And they spoke to them about God, no matter what the situations and the circumstances were. And they were real about God, even when they were struggling, even when they weren't good at being a father or a mother or as parents, even when they had their doubts, and even when we didn't always make good choices, and even when we had to have deep discussions about brokenness in our own lives, in our own household. Does that make sense? Not hiding any of those things. Or even when people were not nice to us as, as pastors or they weren't good to us. And, and at times when we weren't good as pastors towards people and we could have done better. Does that make sense? See, when you don't hide those things and you talk about those things and, and, and you talk about purpose and destiny and you talk about potential and talent and you talk about how God has put us on this earth to accomplish great things, here's what's going to happen. God is always going to be real. You're not going to have to convince your children that God is real. They're going to see it every day. And I want you to be able to do the same thing. Just be real about your relationship with God. Be real how you didn't have the mother you wanted to have. Be real about how you didn't have the kind of life that you wish you had. It's okay. It's okay. Even now, it's okay if it's not going as planned. But here's what God is trying to remind you of. That you are still a steward of God's gifts. And that you are still put in a position where you can uncover and develop potential and also guide towards divine purpose. And I know that's so important for us to be well-surrounded, and that's why I want to speak to you about this last point, and it's found in Ezekiel 19. In Ezekiel 19, and verse 10 and 11, it says, your mother was like a vine in your vineyard. And it says that she was planted by the water, and it was fruitful, and it was full of branches because of abundant water. And its branches were strong, and it was fit for a ruler's scepter, and it towered high above the thick foliage. And it was conspicuous for its height, and it's for its many branches. And what this passage of Scripture speaks to us about is how when we are well surrounded, when we are well supported, when we are well planted, when we have a steady supply of water, that we are going to be able to do amazing things. And in the same way that we need this, we can see that how God has placed mothers in the household so they can be celebrated and supported. Can we say amen to that? We need that. We need to do that. And we need to be the ones who are for that. That we need to acknowledge their efforts in, in all that they do in, in nurturing those talents and and talking about destiny and potential. 
and, and showing them how life is going to be hard, but you can get back up because God is someone who is still faithful and he's going to fulfill his promises, that your purpose is not done, that he has something great still in store for your life, that it doesn't matter at what age you find yourself in, that you can still accomplish amazing things for the Lord. This is what God is reminding us of. And today it's, it's more important than ever to be reminded of it as we celebrate mothers and motherhood because we see the importance that they have in encouraging children in shaping their future. And I know that we are people that are about the future. We are very much about God just helping us to deal with the past and the present, but we are also people who are helping create the future. And I know that as we invest as a community of faith in the children of this church, that as we serve with children's ministries or we serve with youth ministry, that as we make programming and activities available to, to people that, that would never step foot in a church and never get to discover any of these things that we are talking about, we can all do that. You see, the, the motherhood of God through these ministries and programs can be seen and evidenced. And we too can be those who help others have access to the very things that will help them flourish and fulfill their divine purpose and destiny. As we create this environment, as we create this space, we can be the, the mothers to this community in a way that they may never experience anywhere else. And God is saying, you can do this in your home, you can do this in your household, you can be this for your children, but we can also be this for whoever needs it. And these principles aren't just for mothers, they're just for us. But today as we celebrate mothers and we see how they need to be supported, we need to come alongside women and help them to fulfill their destiny, to reach their purpose, and to do the very things that God has put on their hearts to do. That's why we focused on our girls' women's ministry today. We, we believe in this so powerfully and so strongly. We know that this is going to make a huge difference in our community and in our surrounding community. I know it's going to impact not just the people in this church, but it's going to impact our entire city. Can you see that with me? Can you believe in that with me? You see, when we take the very things that we wish we had and don't have, but can find a way to give back and to serve and to still make possible, we can still fulfill a purpose and a destiny. We can still use our talents and our giftings in a way that is just different than the way that we maybe have envisioned them. I look at how Patricia today talked about her foundation and how she has all these children that she's a mother too. And that's a way that you can still make a difference in the world. It may not be the way that God calls you to make a difference in the world, but isn't it amazing that that's possible? And that motherhood gets redefined in a way that we never thought possible? See, that's what we get stuck with. We get stuck with the definitions of what we think motherhood is, what we think being a mother is like. And we don't give God the opportunity to shine those attributes in newfound ways, in new situations and circumstances that we had never possibly envisioned or imagined. But there they are in front of us. And God is still calling on us
to be like that vine in the vineyard that is planted by the water, bringing fruit full of branches because of the abundant water. And I pray that you would come alongside those that are doing that kind of thing as well. That you would see the person who is in need, the person that is struggling, the person who needs that encouragement because they're not getting it from anywhere else. But when God puts us in community, it's so that we can see what the needs of one another are and say, this person needs a mother. I'm going to be a mother to them. I'm going to be in their life. I'm going to speak to them in a way that they need it. I'm going to be their encouragement. I'm going to remind them of their talent. I'm going to speak to them about their purpose. I'm going to, once again, push them towards their destiny. And so God is putting us in a position to not just do this in our households, but he's showing us how it can be possible even in community, in a community of faith just like this. And I just want to say thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for stepping out and volunteering and having an open mind and open heart and seeing how God is, is calling on you to, to maybe make a difference in someone's life. And for our God is, is ready to make a difference also in yours and the healing that you need, in the area that you need it most. Some of us need healing in our lives today. Some of us need our wombs to be open so that we can have children. Some of us need a relationship so that we can enter into motherhood. Other, others of us, we hear what is being said and, and being explained and described, and, and God needs to redefine that for us in a new way. He needs to speak to us about what this means in our life practically. Like, what is it that, God, you want me to be? What is it that you want me to do? How do you want me to put this into practice? Because this is your word, and it's speaking to me about what I have to do and the next steps that I have to take. And I need you to see that these principles, they're applicable whether you be male or female, whether you be mothers or not. They're principles that when God speaks them, he speaks them even to mothers, because in a time in which mothers were always relegated to an inferior position in the household, an inferior position in the church, an inferior position in society, God was making it clear, this is not my plan. This is not my heart. This is not what I want. I want women and I want mothers. I want them to shine. They have a great purpose. And we serve a God who loves loves you and wants to help you fulfill your destiny, your purpose, and use your talents and your giftings and make your calling clear in this life so that you can make a difference. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. And Father, I thank you for each person and for the way that you have brought them into community with us today and, and for the way that you have blessed them in the role and in the motherhood that you have given them. I want to pray for the moms today, and we want to pray your blessing upon them and the principles that they have heard today and the things that they could do better and differently and, and things that they can commit to and implementing in their own lives and in their own household with their own children, no matter what age they have, no matter if they're still close or far, whether there's a family that still 
is held together by love, or maybe it's just torn apart just by brokenness and by mistakes that have been made. Lord, I pray that whatever the healing is and whatever the steps that need to be taken to experience restoration, that every person here would have that in a new and powerful way. Lord, you know their, their thoughts. You know their, their hearts. You know what every woman here is, is thinking about and having faith for, but also maybe struggling with. I pray that you would speak to them today in a deep and profound way. That you would help them to, to heal and to recover and but more importantly, to, to see the purpose and the great destiny that they have. To use the talents and the gifts that you have given them to do incredible things. And today we, we honor them, we bless them, we pray for them, and we uphold and support them as we know that they are truly world changers. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only He can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening and God bless you immensely.